Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Wharton Fintech Podcast. I'm Nipun Jasuja, your host for today. And with me here is my co-host, Elena Garasimova. Hi everyone. Today we are super thrilled to chat with Catherine Flax, who is the CEO of PEFIN. Today's episode is going to be largely about understanding the space of financial advice and specifically how PEFIN is disrupting the space with a model that's quite different from the robo-advisors that we have come to see and learn about. PEFIN was founded in 2011 in New York City. PEFIN stands for Personal Financial Intelligence. It uses artificial intelligence to provide fiduciary financial advice at the fraction of a cost of a traditional financial advisor. Catherine joined PEFIN as its CEO recently. She has had a multi-decade distinguished career on Wall Street and been a leader in the fintech space. She was previously the Managing Director and Head of Commodity Derivatives Americas at BNP Paribas and Chief Marketing Officer of JP Morgan. She was named the most influential woman in European investment banking in 2012 and one of the 100 most influential women in European financial markets in 2010 and 2011. And to top it all, Catherine just told us that Pepin launched to customers today. So we couldn't be more thrilled to have Catherine with us today. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. So great to have you. Um, so maybe to start it off, um, what was the impetus for you to join Pepin um, in the first place after the exciting roles that you had had in big financial institutions? So, you know, the funny thing is, is I, I loved the work that I did in financial services. And so it was not at all like at a point where I was saying, oh my gosh, I want to leave this and go do something else. It was really what uh, a process of understanding how much the world is changing right now. And I was really fortunate that when I was at BNP Paribas, I was very involved in their FinTech initiatives. They had an innovation board and I was sat on that innovation board. So I could see a lot of the different FinTech companies coming through and the impact that they were having on banks and financial services in general. And also about two years ago, I was asked to join the board of Digital Asset Holdings, which is a, a blockchain company. And all of that, really accelerated my interest um, and my understanding, I think, of what's happening in this space. But six years ago, a very dear friend of mine, Ramya Joseph, founded PEFIN. And so I kept up with all of the work that Ramya and the team were doing on bringing this platform to life. And about two years ago, Ramya asked me to be a formal advisor to, to PEFIN. And it was really because the business was about to go from the building into the commercializing of the product, and she asked if I could help her with that. But she also asked if I could help um, find her a CEO. So we did a CEO search together, and really never in my wildest dreams did it, <laughs> it never crossed my mind that, that it would be me. Um, but as we worked together a lot, and, and through that process, I gained so much insight into what would be a good CEO for Peffin, that when she came and asked me if I would consider it, um, it, it felt like a very natural fit. And, and it was a process really for the two of us for a few months going through, how are we sure that this is really the right thing for me to change my career, for Peffin to have me come in? And at the end of it, we were very, very comfortable. And so it was a very natural and easy decision to make. And I will say that I've been now at Peffin, both in an advisory full-time capacity, as well as the CEO for almost seven months. And it's been the most interesting and exciting seven months of my career, by far. That is so fantastic to hear, especially from a FinTech perspective. We always say that, you know, innovation is not just happening in smaller companies. And you're talking about BNP Paribas, so much with FinTech. It's just like fantastic to know. 
So just building on you know your Tekken journey and just understanding what the company is about. Uh, one thing we came across in our research yesterday was just your amazing blog post on Medium, and we kept reading and reading. And to our readers, we'd like to highly recommend that you check them out because they're clear and they really give you a good sense of what the financial advice space is all Thank about. Thank you. So in one of the articles, you mentioned that uh, you see Peffin as an opportunity to help shape the industry and the discussion around what it means to be a fiduciary. So the question really is, what does it mean to be a fiduciary and how is Peffin redefining it? It, it's such an important point right now, um, and, and clearly from a regulatory perspective, there's a lot of conversations both at the federal and state levels around what should advice be. And, and I think that we probably have all had the experience if we have ever gone to a human advisor, and there are some who are terrific, so I, I'm certainly, I'm not in the business of slamming human advisors at all. I, do, I think there'll be a place for human advisors going forward. However, I think most of us have been had the experience of somebody trying to sell us the product that's best for them as the salesperson, not for you as the person receiving the advice. And I think unfortunately, we're at a place right now globally where there's a, a lack of trust in financial services. And we also are at a place where financial illiteracy, again globally, um, is rampant. And so what we have is not so much people who want to make bad financial decisions, but people who don't have the right information in their hands to do the right thing for them. I mean, everybody wants to do what's best for their families. Everybody, nobody wants to have a stressful retirement situation. That's just not how human beings work. It's really a question of what, what information can be given to them so that they can actually do what's best for them. And that's just not the incentive structure that historical financial services has established. And so this was such an opportunity, I, I felt, to come into Peffin, where the entire foundation of the company was built. And if you read the blog post, you probably know that you know our founder, Ramya Joseph, she, she um, started this company because her dad had lost his job. And she wanted to help him mm -hmm. to understand, could he take an early retirement? Was it feasible for him? And he's, a, he's an intelligent person, but he's not a finance guy. And he didn't know. And so for her, it was such a watershed moment to be able to give him the comfort and the peace of mind to see that it could work that she realized there's a lot of people out there, like her dad, who are intelligent people, but they don't have the tools necessary, or, or a lot of people just simply don't have the time right. to be able to do that analysis. And so fiduciary advice is really something that is truly in the best interest of the person. So when I think about it, it's, you know, as, as a mother, or, you know, if I were giving my own mother advice, what, what would I want somebody to say? And, and that's really what it, it boils down to. And so if you look at the structure and the way that we've devised Peffin, it's, it's very intentionally not to sell people products. Now, we were in beta for two years with about 4,000 users, and one of the things that happened in beta was we would give people advice, much of which is, you're not ready to be in the markets. Yeah. You should save money. Or, and here's how you might do that. Or, never happens. Right? <laughs> right. Find an advisor who's going to tell you no that, one's right? Say that and, and we also tell people, you know, you need to pay that, down that debt, and here's how you might do that. Or, you know, you're not optimizing your 401k properly. Let's help you understand how to do that. So there are a lot of steps that come before giving somebody, here's how, what you do in the markets. And that's hard to come by. So that was really important for us in Peffin. So initially when the platform was built in beta, it was only planning and advice. And then at the end, four people that it was appropriate to be in the markets 
the, it would say, okay, and here's the recommended portfolio for you. And then we had so many beta users come back and say, but can't you just do it for me? So then we, built, <laughs> we did build a regulated subsidiary where we can execute on that. But we also tell our users, it's still fine if you don't want to. You can still take our advice and go execute wherever you want. And that's totally fine. And that's a really important aspect of the trust because we really want to make sure our users understand that, you know, hand on heart, we're doing the best we can to give you the right advice as far as we know how to do that. So I think that's um, a huge part of the underpinning of what we're doing at Peffin. Um, so, given what you what you mentioned in terms of the landscape and how it's changing, we're definitely seeing, I think, firms over the last couple of years, especially the robo advisory firms, kind of come in and sure. perhaps you know attempt to take advantage of this change as well. So, how is Peffin different from them in terms of model and kind of what? challenges or opportunities does that present for you? So I even like to think about it um, in a more generalized sense of how's the world changing? Because it's not just about financial services, it's really every aspect of our lives that's being transformed by technology. So, you know, I know today I can go online, I have a, an app where I can take a picture, I had a, an eye infection, I took a picture of it, and I sent it to my doctor, they diagnosed over email, and then they, they sent me the, the prescription. So the entire world is changing. It went, and you know, for me personally, if I'm sitting at home and I feel like sending out for food, one of my criteria is they have to be on seamless because I'm not picking up the phone and talking about it, right? And so it's, 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 it's all of life, right? So it, it, that's everything. So I think sometimes people talk about like FinTech as though it's like a separate thing, and it is in the sense that it's financial services, but it's really Really just part of the entire wave of all of the transformation that's going on in our life so in that same way it's really a question of what what does somebody want to buy and if, if, if what you want is a generic portfolio that really doesn't have anything to do with the specific circumstances of your life then a robo advisor is probably fine you pick a risk profile you get a generic portfolio and boom you're done but to me fundamentally if you go on a robo-advisor and say, you know, I'm 27 years old, I make $50,000 a year, um, and they come back and say, well, this much of your portfolio should be in equities and this much should be in fixed income. If you don't know, if I, do I live in New York City or do I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Do I have 10 kids or do I have no kids? Do I have a huge um, endowment for in my bank account or do I have massive debt? I mean, uh, with, um, with, unless you know those things, you couldn't possibly give somebody the right advice. And so I think that, um, you know, I'm not saying there's not a place for other kinds of services in this market, but when it comes to actually giving people advice, it has to be tailored when it's finance to you specifically. There is nobody like you. There's only you. And unless you're getting the advice that fits your life, it's not mm -hmm. going to be useful advice. Yeah. So how do you see these two models sort of coexisting, right? Because you certainly have this more passive robo-advisory space. Mm -hmm. And is Peffin, you think, a play directly in competition with the robo-advisory space, or you feel like right now the target audience is a different? Um, it, it is different in the sense that um, I, I think about it a little bit like when you think about um, when, when uh, MP3 players came out, mm -hmm. right? So MP3 players were, were a very specific thing. And so some people would buy an MP3 player. That's not a bad thing to do, right? That's, that's okay. But when you then have an iPhone, that has all of your music, and it has a flashlight, and it has a, a camera, and it has all of these other things, that's a holistic service. Yeah. I, the way I think about it, Peffin is that, and RoboAdvisors <laughs> are the MP3 player. So, you know, that's, that's the way, it, and so, you know, different people have different needs, but I think, I think starting with the fundamentals of what is the advice that you actually need, yeah. 
to me is the right place to start. It's, it's, it's a philosophical thing. Now, no, there are human advisors as well, right? Who, who of course, are, are um, there's a wide range of human advisors, um, but clearly their intent, um, if you're a good advisor, is to give that personalized advice. I think the challenge is, it typically costs between two and ten thousand dollars to get a financial plan. A lot of people, that's not affordable. Um, it, you typically need to have a hundred thousand or more in assets under management. A lot of people don't have that. Um, and then the other thing is that it, you know, how often do people talk to their human advisor? Once, maybe twice a year. So then that advice you're getting is literally stale the minute you walk out the door, and and it's not keeping up with all of the changes that are happening in markets or in your life on an ongoing basis, so it's not the same dynamic. Again, I, I think that there's a place for human advisors, but what we saw in our beta were we have users who have human advisors, but who actually use Peffin alongside it, so that when they go talk to their advisor, they have a much more dynamic conversation, and they're better informed. Which makes sense, and I think just by the way you're describing it, this is certainly something which is a lot more intricate and complicated than just looking at you know the mean variance portfolio and trying to maximize it. Exactly. And so we keep like reading in the media about the use of artificial intelligence. Yes. And that is the favorite bus buzzword of business. Sure is. <laughs> but from Pepin's perspective, what does that really mean? And specifically from like an interface standpoint, right? Like if I'm getting an advice from Pepin, who am I speaking with? Am I speaking with someone at all? And what's exactly happening behind the scenes? All excellent questions. So I think from the perspective of who are you speaking with, it is an online platform and you are not speaking to a human being. So it is all artificial intelligence. Um, as you know, artificial intelligence is a very broad field. Exactly. Um, and so there are many, many um, types of artificial intelligence. And I think typically when people think about artificial intelligence, they think about a generalized artificial intelligence, um, which is you know, people like you liked books like this, or you feed a million pictures of a cat into the computer and then the computer can tell you that's a dog, not a cat, or whatever. So that's generalized. And there are places for that, um, but those places are typically not in your personal finance, it's typically not in your medical um, advice, it's typically not in self-driving cars, because, you know, your generalized car driving is not nearly as good as avoiding <laughs> getting in an accident, right? So, so that's not going to help you. Um, we do use generalized AI in the Peffin platform, but only as it pertains to content generation. So we do a tremendous amount of financial literacy and education and information for our users, um, and that is tailored to a more of a profile of someone like you might want information like this. But the actual advice um, is, is based on a neural network um, that has really hundreds of data points that involve your personal financial situation, everything from your income and your savings to the children you have to where you live um, to all uh, many economic variables. Um, the entire U.S. tax code is built into PEFIN. Every state tax code is built into PEFIN. Every university in the United States in terms of costs is built into PEFIN. Things like daycare down to the zip code is built into PEFIN and on and on and on. And so what happens is, is that at any one moment in time, all of those many variables have a relationship in your life. And then what Peffin does is they understand that relationship and then it propagates forward until you're 100 years old. And so that's one aspect of the artificial intelligence. And so then if you say to Peffin, I live in, in, in Philadelphia, but I'm gonna to move to New York City, with a push of a button, all of those variables change because the, the neural network understands how does that all 
differ from Pennsylvania to New York City, for instance. So it's a very complex, which is why it took six years to build. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> complex platform. 2011, 2017, now begins to make sense. Right? Um, but, but then, and then there's the other aspect of artificial intelligence that we use is reinforcement learning. And so what happens when you come onto the Paffin platform is typically users plug in their credit cards, their checking accounts, their debt, their investments, and so forth. Um, and through that, we get really a, a real-time um, uh, visibility into your financial behaviors and your financial life. So Peffin learns your financial behavior and will share that with you. And so that over the course of time, as your spending patterns emerge and how you react to an increase in income and all of that becomes built into the platform. So that's that's a learning process that does take a little bit longer, um, but then it's, it's extremely helpful because then as Heffin projects forward your retirement or your you know future earnings and all of that. Understanding your behavior around your money is very very important in all of that. It's also important because sometimes the advice that Peffin gives is around savings. And so if if the platform says, uh, for instance, your plan to buy a house in five years doesn't quite work in your current budget, would you be willing to spend ten percent less on your discretionary income? And let's say you say yes, I would be willing to do that. <laughs> and then three months later, you're not doing it. The platform is going to come back and kind of gently tap you on the shoulder and say, so you said you were going to do this, you're not really doing it, should we find another way? <laughs> um, and so it's that kind of reinforcement is really important for people because with the best of intentions, sometimes people get off track and also maybe aren't that realistic about their own behaviors. When it's there for them in black and white, it makes it much easier for them to make actual decisions and be realistic about what's going to work for them. That's great. It's like fascinating how so much is going on behind the scenes that you don't even see about. It, 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 and one of our, our major goals at Peffin is to make sure that the user interface is as simple and lovely and enjoyable to use as possible. And for users who really aren't interested in the details, it keeps it nice and simple. For users who really want to know why, you can really click in and really dig into the reasons why. Because we find that there's a, a spectrum of users around that. I really like that idea about um, reinforcement that you mentioned. Um, and I kind of I, I think it's very important to to have that, especially for those of us who don't necessarily feel like we're on top of things all the time. <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, what do um, what is the option for people who maybe at least at first are a little hesitant to kind of enter all of their information on the system, etc. Absolutely, it's a great question, um, and it's also an interesting question because as we're building Peffin out in other countries right now as well, not all countries have the same um, aggregation abilities as the U.S. does. So we had built the platform to be sort of uh, satisfy a lot of different use cases. Um, and so if you chose not to, let's say you said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm okay connecting my credit card, but I really wouldn't want to connect my bank account or whatever, no problem. You can do manual accounts, which basically then you just put in at a high level, you know, this is what I, my, my debt is or, or whatever. And, and Peffin will come back and say to you, well, can you, can you break it down for me a little bit in terms of, you know, how much of this is like food and rent and things that you can't move really. Mm -hmm. And then how much of it is more discretionary spending. So there's a little bit of, of, of more kind of questions around that if you're doing it manually rather than adding the account, but it works either way. So, I mean, building on to that, right, are there like additional ways in which you're thinking about even simplifying the understanding of financial products? Because a fundamental thing we see here is that as millennials specifically, right, we think about themes and concepts and ideas, but yeah. the moment you hear structured products and derivatives and <laughs> yeah. portfolios, you're just like, 
free cash? Yeah, it, it, it's an excellent question because I think you know today we have beta portfolios for our investors, um, which I think for probably 80% or 85% of investors is the right way to go anyway. There's a lot of data and evidence about passive portfolios versus more you know actively managed portfolios and things like that. And so, so I think um, it's a good place for us to start, but we have lots and lots of plans um, across a lot of different things, but to, 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 add, to add additional product. Um, and I think it, it all fits really nicely into the underlying theme and pefin of financial literacy anyway. So everything we're doing is involving an education for people of how does this work, what does it mean to you, and how can you see it, how can you visualize what this actually means. One of the things that I love in the in the PEFIN platform is there's a timeline that basically says, you know, from where you are today out to when you're 100, what are your projected assets? What are your projected costs and savings and, and all of that? And, and of course, no one has a crystal ball, but still it gives people an opportunity to, to really consider what is this, if I, if I had this sort of portfolio or if I saved in this way or if I bought that house or if I sent my child to an expensive college, what does that all mean? And, and the, the thing is, is that all of these decisions are very interrelated. And I think one of the big shortcomings of a lot of financial planning, whether human or otherwise today, is that they look at each goal in a very discreet way. And so you want to buy a house, save this much. You want to send your kid to college, save this much. But it doesn't work like that. You know, how you're, you choose to pay for your kid's college is going to impact how big your house can be. And whether or not you're willing to sell that house when you're an empty nester is going to have a huge impact on your retirement. So unless you look at all of these things in a connected way, you're not coming up with the right answer. And even those structured products and investment products are different. It's a different flavor. But at the heart of it, it's the same question is, what does this mean for me? What is my risk? Right. How does it impact my goals and, and my life? And at the right. end of the day, it, one of the things, and you'll see this if you read the blog post today, but, the, but the, it's really... <laughs> One of the big themes for us is that it's not about finance, it's about life. And how do we help people live life? And, and it's not, you know, in a perfect world, people would spend less time on their finances because yeah, they don't have to. Exactly. Right? So, like, let's say that as an MBA student, if I go and join <laughs> Pepin today and I'm graduating next year with mm -hmm, debt, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if I go and type in that, let's say I want to buy a house and even save some money for my wedding, yes. what kind of advice can I expect from Pepin? Like, what is, what is, what is it that I'll get out of the class? Well, it's, it's, it, the short answer is I can't tell you because I don't know enough about your, your finances. <laughs> 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 but but it, because it really matters, you know. I mean, how much money do you have saved already? What are your student loans like? And all of those things really matter. And and what Peffin is going to do is we have a what we think is a really cool chat format um, that's really nice. So when you come in and say this is what I want to do, the the the, ch the, the Peffin chat is going to come up and say, okay, well you, those plans are eighty percent achievable given your current situation okay. today. Would you be willing to try this? And you say, actually, no, I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to reduce my spending. So it just okay. suggests alternatives. Absolutely, well. it just it, it'll suggest until you get to uh, an answer that works. Fascinating. <laughs> um, I would love to change gears a bit. Um, and perhaps talk a little bit about some things that you have written about on your um, sure. post as well, which is kind of team building and not just personal growth, but focusing on collective growth as well. Absolutely. Um, and we would love to learn a bit more about that, especially as it relates to your, your role at PFIN sure. uh, now and how you deal with that. Sure. Maybe well, you know, it's always been a real passion of mine. Um, I, I, when I the books I read, um, the the things that I've thought about all, over all the years that I've been in financial services, because even though it's so cliche and people say it all the time that you know it's really about the people, 
it actually is really about the people. And, and partly because they're the ones who are actually delivering on the work, but also we all spend an enormous amount of time at work every day. And if you're not actually building meaningful relationships with the people that you're working with, and if, and if they're not coming in every day and being really excited about what they're doing, that's a tragedy. And it, I mean, really, when I, and I've, I've said this to my teams over many years, you know, of all the different investments that you're gonna make in your life, to me, the most important one is how do you spend your time every day? And if it isn't really filled with meaning for you, you've gotta find something else to do. And I would encourage anybody who works for me, if they don't feel like that, please find something else to do. I will help you find something else to do. But I've been really blessed to be really excited about coming into work almost every day of my career, and I really want other people to have that too, because this is your life. I mean, you don't yeah. get another one, so yeah. you might as well make the most of it. So that's kind of where I'm coming from in all of that. And you know, again, I have three kids of my own. I want them to be excited about their lives and going into work every day. It just, it, it matters so much. And I love working. I really love, I love going into work every day. And I don't, I don't, when, on my fucking timeline, I push my retirement <laughs> because I really love it. Um, but, but I think, you know, from a team perspective, there are some really fundamental basic things and, and, and everything is sort of motherhood and apple pie. So there's nothing I'm going to say that you're going to be like, oh wow, I never heard of that before. I think the difference is how do you actually make it happen every day? So you know, treating people that you that you work with with respect is is an obvious thing, and and you know, I've, I mean, I've had the privilege of working with some excellent leaders, and I know you know Jamie Dimon. One of the things that he talks about all the time is treat the the person who cleans the office the same as you treat the CEO, and that I believe in that so much. My, my grandmother was a person who cleaned the office, and so to me, of course, you treat those people the same way as you treat everybody else, and so it's just basic stuff like 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 normal human values but sometimes in a lot of workplaces those normal human values go out the door the minute people walk in the building there's no reason for that it doesn't have to happen and so i think there's that and then i think the other thing too is really listening to people for the most part my experience is more than anything else and and even more than money although i think it's actually very important to pay people fairly because i do think that there's a little bit in nowadays of kind of smoke and mirrors of let's make it super fun oh by the way i'm not really going to pay you fairly <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in that either um so i do think you need to pay people fairly but but i i also think that most people what they really want is they want to be heard you know they, they don't want to be taken for granted they have good ideas everybody has good ideas and in creating a situation where they can actually express and have a conversation at, at whatever level and that they can continue to learn as well is is fundamental and i think if you can do those things then you're going to have a vibrant work environment where people are all really kind of pulling together and, and excited so but what were some of the challenges you faced and you know finding those kind of people who would be willing to come to pepper especially in 2011 when obviously you were starting and it took six years to get to this point well you know i as you know i, I was not at peffin in those days um but uh one day hopefully uh, you'll have the opportunity to interview ramia joseph who's our yeah. founder and uh ramia is is an amazing woman um and and a real visionary and just has an enormous amount of conviction and, and is brilliant. And so I think that Ramya has had incredibly low turnover in the years that she's started and, and since in, in Peffin. And, and we have terrific people. But when you have somebody like Ramya running the business and starting a business, people want to work with people like that. You know, they can really understand where this is headed and they want to, they want to join that. And, and that's really what's happened. And, and we've really been so fortunate with, with incredible, incredible people on the team. That's great. And building on the culture point, right, it's also, you know, things like Peffin has committed to a portion of its revenues that go towards charities. What's the motivation there? And we see increasingly a larger number of companies doing it. 
Yeah. Well, I think for us, um, you know, it's something that we talked a lot about because even though we do believe that financial planning and advice is critical to get people to a place where they can have financial wellness, which is impacts every aspect of their life, we also know that there's there are people who have situations where they're so catastrophic that they're not able to focus on things like financial planning and wellness because they, there are bigger problems, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, so part of what you'll see on our on our website, uh, that's the new website since we launched today, uh, we have a section called Sharing Our Strength. And, and that's really how we feel about it is we've been really fortunate and we know that if, if people are on the PEFIN platform that we're delighted that we're able to share with them financial wellness, but we also believe that most of the people who are going to be using the platform would want to know that the people who aren't quite there yet maybe have a hand to get there and get to where they could be at that point in their life. So we have three different charities right now that we're um, giving to. One that's focused on um, helping people who can't afford to go to college go to college. We have one that's focused on providing housing for disabled veterans. Um, And then the third one is helping families have vacations if they have a terminally ill child. And those three, uh, there's many wonderful charities in this world, but but those three really resonated also with us because because we think about life in terms of life events in heaven. And those are all buying a home, going to college, milestones. milestones for people. And so if we can help people achieve those milestones when maybe they wouldn't otherwise be able to do that, it's really important. The other thing for us too is, I think this is also kind of part of the whole team mentality is that it's one thing to give money and I think that's very important, um, but there's also the aspect of how do we as a team contribute together beyond money? Because there's, there's something um, that's, I think, very important for your soul to actually get out there and meet people face to face and help them that way. And so our team um, collectively comes up with ideas of things that are meaningful to us. So just recently, uh, a couple weeks ago, we got together and delivered and served breakfast at the Ronald McDonald House in New York City, which is dedicated to families that have children who are getting their cancer treatments in New York City. Um, and it's a wonderful charity. I'm hugely, I've written about Ronald McDonald House and I'm hugely partial to it. Um, but I think, you know, it's things like that where you actually, as a team, you get together and, and you do something. Um, and, and that's, it's, it's a priceless experience together to be able to give back like that. That's great. It definitely sounds like Peffin is thinking about finding these more inclusive solutions, if you will. Um, and, I, and I do think that a lot of, of our listeners and the other MBA students here are who are interested in working in the financial services space are also looking for some type of engagement that is more inclusive. Um, so for, for those of them, do you would you have any any advice or kind of any um, suggestion about what to what areas to target really? You know, I think that I'm a big believer in um, going with your gut. Um, and the culture of a company, whether it's a startup or it's a, an established uh, financial services or any other kind of company, you learn a lot in the process of, of interviewing and, and, and meeting people. And um, it can be on paper the, the best company in the world that you know has all of the right attributes. But if you walk in there and you really feel like this is not the place for me, um, that's happened to me in my career in my interviewing process. Um, and I think it's really important to find those places where what matters to you matters to them. 
Um, and I think, you know, at Peffin, this was not a situation where Ramya was like, oh, I'm an expert in AI, let me see what I can do with that. It was really a situation of, I have a problem I wanna solve. And because everything comes from that, it manifests itself throughout the company. But it can be true in a lot of different companies. But I think when you're at that point where you're making a career move, it's, I think, a, a lot about that fit. But I think the other thing for me personally, because you know, I've, I've done quite a lot of different things in my career, I think the most important thing for me was, do I really feel excited about this? Um, you know, even if it's not an obvious change, it's not, and everything in life is not, you know, an up move. Um, but if it's something that you know you're going to be really excited about and you think you're going to learn something from it, it's worth doing, even if it's not what your, you know, kind of life ambition is or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe last question. Um, do you have any specific advice for female students who are really striving to follow in the footsteps of a role model like you well thank you um, <laughs> and you know I think I think my advice for um, for the women would be the same as it is for the men which is you know find that intersection of what you love and what the world needs um, and and focus on that and don't be afraid to make a mistake. Don't be afraid to make the wrong decision. You know, I think sometimes we get in our heads that if we take this job or if we make this move, um, you know, it's kind of like that's forever. It's never forever. Um, and, and you're always gonna learn something. And I think as long as you're learning along the way, it's never for nothing. And sometimes for me, some of the career decisions that seemed a bit random at the time have turned out to be the ones where I've learned the most and that actually shaped so much of where I'm heading down the road. So I think that a bit goes to trust your gut and, and just don't be afraid. Yeah. Some amazing words to end on. Uh, Catherine, thank you so much again for taking the time. Thank you And for again, we are so delighted we could interview you on the day of the Peppin launch. <laughs> So we wish you all the success and Thank we you. hope more and more of our friends and ourselves also sign up on this platform and see what's in store for us. Wonderful. Thank you so much all for right. having me. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right.